0: It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore.
2: Atlanta United is brought to you by Piedmont Quick Care. One stop to better. Country Financial. Don't get overwhelmed. Get started at takesimplesteps.com. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Heineken. Aarons. The perfect choice for your budget and style with top brands in furniture, electronics, and appliances. Scanna, The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. at More for your thing. That's our thing. Associated Credit Union. Equifax. Proud partner of your Atlanta United and your local Ford dealer. Our Atlanta United are on Star 94-1.
3: 3 3-0 defeat tonight for Atlanta United in Chicago. They have now lost two of their last three. They have earned, uh, boy, help me out here, Jason, four points in their last seven matches, I want to say. Um, one point against Seattle, one against Nashville, one against Philly. One against uh, Red Bulls, none against um, uh, New York City, none against Chicago. So, excuse me, four points in their last six matches. They're 0-2-4 in their last six. Now 2-3-6 and six in the 11 league games that they have played this year. And I, I think, again, like we said during the game broadcast, uh, I was concerned because it felt like Atlanta United kind of shut down after giving up the initial goal of the game, which was a tad unlucky it was yes. Aliceta shooting from the top of the area and Mo Adams deflecting it under the crossbar and in it was an unlucky goal I thought Atlanta United controlled the match up to that point or was was playing pretty well at least and then they collapsed and they didn't really regain their footing until it was three nil and they put subs in the game and I, I just I did not like the response that I saw from Atlanta United tonight after giving up the first goal I thought they panicked before they actually needed to panic.
4: Yeah, it's a frustrating situation when the news broke yesterday that Santiago Sosa was not making the trip. Alan Franco as well. I don't know if he would have started. It's possible maybe, maybe not. Uh, You're going to need him here coming up soon if he's able to go, and that's another question we don't really know at this point. He's week to week. But Sosa not being available changed everything and there wasn't a response and and that's the biggest problem with this performance tonight is you're coming in you know you're shorthanded you know that the margin is thin and when a deflected goal goes in at a time where it felt like Atlanta United was starting to get control of the match and look a little more dangerous in the attacking half there wasn't a response to a deflected goal going in Second goal, it's a weird situation. I thought they added way too much additional stoppage time on from an initial four with an injury at the very end of the four. Doesn't matter. It's a giveaway when you don't need it. That was incredibly deflating. These things happen, and and they're things where you expect a good team to respond to. It took way too long, and it took players who have very little experience to provide that response. It's not good enough.
3: No. The man of the match, brought to you by Heineken, and it's a man who is not yet old enough to legally drink a Heineken, and it's Tyler Wolf, the 18-year-old from Brazelton, who made his first start of the season tonight, his second MLS start of his career. We were looking for players who were trying to give Atlanta United a spark tonight, and Tyler Wolf, at times, maybe a little bit youthfully reckless, uh, but I thought for the most part, Tyler Wolf was trying to make things happen tonight for Atlanta United. And uh, he played a couple really, really nice, long diagonals in this match tonight that created opportunities for Atlanta United.
4: Yeah, I have no problem with the the yellow card that Tyler Wolf picked up. It's a heavy touch. He goes in recklessly. He managed himself after that, which was fine. He was good on the ball. What I really liked from Tyler Wolf, maybe the thing that I liked the most from him in the match tonight, was Atlanta was struggling to build up out of the back. We've talked about building up out of the back and how important it is to get the team in the right positions both to defend counters but also to get into the attacking half and create opportunities. Mo Adams was struggling in that role. It's not what's natural to him in the way he's played in a holding midfield pair typically. Tyler Wolf at 18 started dropping into a role that is absolutely unfamiliar for him. He's played as a striker for most of his career. Playing as a central attacking midfielder is unfamiliar. Dropping in between the center backs to help the build-up play is completely foreign to him. He was doing that to try to make things happen tonight.
3: Now he's going to have to do it again, and probably again, and again, and again, because Sosa's hurt, and Ibarra is week-to-week week right now.
4: I think Ibarra is actually longer Sosa's week-to-week.
3: Uh, yeah, I think I, you're right. But both are certainly not going to play on – or not certainly. It does not appear they will play on Thursday. No. Now you have Barco going into the Olympics as well. Right. So he's going to be out. So Wolf is going to be uh, in the mix for Atlanta United here for the next couple weeks.
4: I mean, let's get real. Looking ahead at, at what can happen. Let's start with Thursday where I think it's a safe assumption. No Sosa, no Franco, uh, no Ibadra. We know that much. Uh, probably no Jurgen Dom. So with the players who are gone, Alec Kahn can go into goal. He played for Atlanta United 2 tonight in a 2-2 draw. Ben Lungard's also a possibility, but Alec Kahn getting the game with the twos tonight, I think is a, a tip of the hat of, of what's going to happen here. Mikey Ambrose for George Bello. That's an easy swap in, swap out. We saw Ambrose tonight. Center back for Robinson without Franco as well. Is it George Campbell? Is it Alex DeJon? You know, what does this mean for Josh Bauer, who is on an MLS contract but playing exclusively with the twos right now? What does it mean for Bryce Washington, who's only a few weeks into being here and has played significantly with the twos, but mostly at right back? Does he play in the middle, which is his natural position? Who replaces Sosa? Is Mo Adams going to be able to go again on Thursday? He's still building his fitness up. You know, we've barely seen Mo Adams this year. Is he going to be able to turn around and go? And if he doesn't, who's in that spot?
3: Yeah, Heinz is going to have to get really, really creative. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots in this match were 14-12 Chicago. I don't really think that tells the full story, no. though. It was 7-2 in the first half. I believe it was 12-2 or
4: 3. 12-4, 12-4 I remember four specifically. When
3: Chicago got the third goal. Uh, so Atlanta United had... Uh, what, I guess eight of the last 10 shots of the match, but after they had gone down 3-0. Chicago conceded 12 fouls in the first half. That was very disruptive. Uh, Ended up with 16 conceded. Atlanta United conceded 10. Corners were 7-4 Chicago. The possession 65-35 in favor of Atlanta United, and Atlanta United passed at 86%. Atlanta United number one in the league in possession, number one in the league in passing accuracy. So that continued tonight. But Atlanta United was uh, soundly outplayed for long stretches tonight after a a good and optimistic first 30 minutes. Atlanta United did not react well to the initial goal of this match, and Chicago steamrolled Atlanta United from there for a 3-0 win. Send us your questions and your comments at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe. We'll get to that later in the full-time report. Highlights, though, are coming up next after Atlanta United falls to Chicago Fire tonight 3-0 on the new Star 94. Okay, Heinze has come to the podium, so let's go to that I now. He
5: said three games followed without marking a goal. In your analysis, what are the problems with the attack and how can it be improved in the next few weeks?
6: I'm going to repeat what I'm saying. I'm going to repeat that in 64. We have to create a more than I think we're creating Eh, situaciones y bastantes. I think we need to create uh, even more chances. I think right now we are creating some, but we need to create more. Seguir insistiendo en el último pase, seguir insistiendo en, en esa última línea. We need to keep uh, trying this last pass. We need to keep trying to, to passes. Eh, con el tercer partido eh, sin sin convertir un gol eh, preocupa, pero eh, de la única manera que Que hacemos es, es trabajar. Like, of course, uh, we are worried uh, after the three games without uh, scoring, uh, but the only way uh, I know is to, to keep working.
1: Gabriel, buenas noches.
6: Eso el trabajo es algo que que usted siempre ha dicho, eh, y otra cosa que usted siempre ha dicho es que siempre apoyarás a este equipo, a estos jugadores. Pero ya es una victoria en los últimos siete partidos. O ¿Sabes cómo? Cambiará algo en el trabajo, cambiará algo táctico como para buscar algunas soluciones?
5: How Gabby always talks about, you know, wanting to work and support the players, but if he's thinking of changing anything.
6: No, no voy a cambiar absolutamente nada. No, I'm not going to change anything. Eh, Voy a a corregir lo que hemos hecho mal. I'm going to fix what we did bad, insistir en lo que hacemos bien. I, I'm going to keep it, like insisting in what we are doing well, siempre de la, de la manera que yo siento y que yo eh, me gusta trabajar mis equipos, always following the same the same idea the same philosophy that I like to work with my teams. Sé perfectamente que siete partidos como dice usted, these, these La tristeza mía es, 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 es muy grande, is, is pero no me voy a marchar de a mí but
7: I'm not going to change, and I'm not going to leave this back. This Coach, uh, two players were late scratches. Um, I think because of injuries after uh, Jorgen Dahm last week. Um, to what do you attribute uh, this multitude of recent injuries?
5: Dice que habían dos eh, lesionados en los últimos momentos, eh, o sea, en los últimos días antes de este partido. En tu opinión, ¿a qué se debe...? Eh, Las lesiones del momento?
6: Mire, eh, motivos habrá. Uh, Probablemente some motivos. Son distintas eh, situaciones de los últimos dos. Hay uh, diferentes situaciones con Bob Dockman. Eh, suelo entrenar de, de una manera. Eh, estas cosas pueden pasar so that I, the way I work, uh, sometimes this, uh, this thing can happen. El responsable soy yo, por supuesto. And of course I'm the responsible. Eh, creo que todo lleva su tiempo, que eso no lo... No, eh, está muy bien que no lo no, no, no entiendan. Eh, but these things uh, take time and it's understandable that you don't uh, understand the way we we, have, we work. Pero cada 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 situación eh, eh, fue distinta. But the situation in this place was totally different. Eh, le vuelvo a repetir, eh, responsable soy yo y acá no, uh, no tienen absolutamente ninguno de los chicos, nada. Let me, let me repeat that I'm the only responsible and I don't want to, to reproach no, se, to my players. No se lo digo como para, para sacar eh, responsabilidad a los jugadores. Eh. Uh, I'm not players. No, digo porque lo siento y lo sé, que like, soy yo. Uh, let me tell you that this because I know and that this, I'm the responsible in this.
7: I'm not questioning the way you work. I, we don't get to watch practice, so I don't know. I was just curious if you had a theory as to what was going on. That's all. Si,
5: sí, dice que no está cuestionando cómo cómo se trabaja en el equipo, solo si si tenías una opinión sobre los lesionados.
6: Sí, lo que pasa que fue lo de Santiago no fue, no se recuperó, por eso cada caso es distinto. In each case is different. Santiago didn't recover. Del último partido. He did not recover from our last game and de franco fue el día el día anterior the franco was the day before
7: thank you um what did you think of uh, some of the young guys tonight cho uh, tyler wolf uh, adams uh, and their first extended
6: minutes of this season
5: qué piensas de los partidos de de alguno de los jugadores jóvenes que han entrado en este partido
6: eh wifey from Wolf and Mo. es una es una alegría también por lo cómo han jugado so, like, happy from what they saw. después de tanto tiempo after a long time without playing con, y la verdad que es que es una alegría eh, muy grande para mí y, y ellos también tienen que estar muy contentos I'm very happy for them and I'm sure that they are happy also. y que no se aparten de seguir trabajando porque hoy han demostrado que Que, que están tranquilamente hoy pues, son opciones. ¿no? And they need, to they need to keep working because right now there are real options, real options for us.
3: Okay, uh, so that is Gabriel Heinze and uh, his translating assistant coach Pedro Mateo Labiás. Before we go back to break, I just want to touch on that injury question for a minute. And I'm going to admit, I did not fully understand the entire answer. So forgive me for that. And if I miss something in that, again, forgive me. Maybe uh, uh, we'll get a transcription later. Uh, Some of you on Twitter now are suggesting, and I understand where the suggestion would come from because we're talking about injuries that are occurring in training, that there might might be an overtraining situation occurring right now with Atlanta United. Heinze, I think was addressing that in his answer. I'm not 100%. I did not get the full translation. Um, but he points out every situation is different, and that is true. Tonight you saw a couple players take knocks in this match. So um, so that is true. Every situation is different. Um, how would you respond to that insinuation, though, that, that there could be potentially – Uh, maybe a situation where these trainings are too intense right now, because we've heard the players say these are very intense training sessions.
4: Well, the injuries aren't the same things, though, and that's why it's a little bit hard to lump them all together. He said at the end that that Santiago Sosa hadn't recovered from the last match. Sosa's played every minute of every game, including CONCACAF Champions League up to that point. He didn't say that Sosa was injured in training, so that one is, is separate. He said that Franco was um,
3: Let me interrupt, though. Yep. I
4: I may have missed something there. I thought he said
3: that Franco was injured the day before. Did he mean the day before Sosa or the day before no, the match? No, he didn't
4: say Sosa was injured. He said Sosa didn't recover from the last game. Okay. At the, at the and thank end you. because I, I did not understand right. that. Okay. I, so. I think there was a little bit of uh, crossing the streams there in terms there of was. communication. <laughs> two different languages, which there is it's understandable. Look, yes. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, what I took away from – I know the injury thing people are going to zero in on. Um, I don't think there's a common thread here. It's not like a bunch of hamstrings or a bunch of quads or a bunch of calves or a bunch of guys cramping up. It's different things. There are knocks involved here too where people are getting kicked. What I took away from that was the question about are you looking to change anything from Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic. And Gabriel Heinze said what he said consistently at Velez Sarsfield and, and what he said consistently at Argentinos Juniors. No. He's not. He came here with a very specific philosophy of how to play. Will he adapt it based off who he has available? Sure. Will he adapt it based off the opponents? Sure. But he's not going to all of a sudden become a defensive manager. He's not going to change that.
3: Uh, he also said the only way that he knows how to fix this is to keep working. And, uh, you know, Heinze is not going to abandon his philosophy no. or his principles. I mean, th- this was going to take a minute to develop. Uh, it's probably not happening as quite as quickly as um, I think fans would like right now. Probably the players, too. Uh, I'm assuming that there's a lot of frustration right now. We've been told there's frustration. There should be. We, we were there told, should be. told by Anton Walks before this match that this team was frustrated. But I just want to make that clear because that is something that I'm seeing a lot on Twitter. We're going to get to your questions and comments later. Uh, but I did not fully comprehend the answer, and I'm glad you cleared that up.
4: That's me. the way Wait. I took it at the end was that Sosa was not injured in training. He did not recover from the last match and was not able to go. Again, probably looking it, ahead to a lot of games right. coming up in a short and period th- of time.
3: That makes sense. I mean, Sosa right. had played every minute every of minute. every match, so that absolutely does make sense. That that makes it a little more clear. I appreciate that. Okay, we'll come back with the highlights in a moment. Keep sending us your questions and your comments at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe. And we'll have more of the full-time report in a moment on Star 94. Okay, we're back on the full-time report because Machoke Choll has come to the podium after Atlanta United's 3-0 loss at Chicago what tonight. Were you, uh, what were you asked to do? What was
7: your responsibilities going forward? Uh, Sandy's uh, always tells me to just go
3: and enjoy the game. And, you know,
8: he doesn't give me, technically he just gives me my instructions. That, you know, I'm not supposed to be on pieces in that part other than that, you just told me to enjoy it. Did you? I think I, for the most part, but considering the
7: result, uh, What do you, I mean, I know it, you probably haven't had time to digest it yet. But what do you think that you did well? Uh, you had that header uh, shot. Um, you were active on the wing, uh, Kept trying to get behind Chicago's defenders. Are those the things you can build on for Nashville?
8: Uh, I think so. I think as we've been training, coach talked a lot about how we couldn't get in behind their back So I think I just kept that in mind and I just try to use my abilities to get in behind the guys. And uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get in the back of the net, but I think we created some decent chances in the end of the game. Mm-hmm.
7: Um, The team's been shut out now three consecutive games, as you know. Is there any sense of any pressure, internal pressure, kind of building to to get off this scoreless streak?
8: Uh, No, I don't think there's any pressure. I think the guys are confident in the way we play. And um, I think the goals and chances are definitely going to come eventually, and just more time and patience, especially for us, but it's important that we don't get Frustrated or
3: feel that pressure. All right, Machope Choll, who uh, had a good scoring opportunity for Atlanta United tonight, I think consistently was getting in behind his man, getting into dangerous spots. Good performance for Machope as a sub tonight. Uh, However, his team, Atlanta United, falls to Chicago Fire 3-0. We will continue our break, and if no one else comes to the podium, when we come back, we'll finally have those highlights for you here on the New Star 94.
2: Back with more full-time report on Star one.
3: So come back after Atlanta United's 3-0 loss in Chicago tonight. Anton Walks is now at the podium. Dangerous
9: for them, so, again, it's a process that, as I said, and we going to keep working on to it. And, again, sooner the better, because,
4: you know, it's going in favor, And just quickly, I mean, that, that 10%, I mean, that, that's what you said is a very – it's a very accurate way of, of describing the system. Just you know, 10% can go wrong, can change an entire match. Um is 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 that what you refer to as game management? There's
1: a there's a definition
4: for game management, but in this particular case, in your case, Atlanta United's case, does it have a lot to do with just that those fine margins? Of course,
9: because you know, when we're out on the field, it's not the gap or us playing, it's us. There's 11 players out there and we've got our jobs to do and we've got a sense when there's certain things we, we can do and there's certain things we can't do. Because, you know, these these errors and mistakes are ultimately customer games. And again, it, sometimes it looks like it's down to tactics, but again, like I said, for the second goal, that's personal, that's down to me. So I have to hold my hands up and take accountability kind of and find a way to make sure I don't do that again, because errors turn to goals in this type of philosophy. Like I said, it's a 10% small margin and that's what teams are exploiting and that's
2: what they want. So you need to find a way quickly to, to limit those those errors and keep progressive. Anton, you obviously uh team obviously has miles and um George going out for international duty before the national match. Um especially that center back pairing where miles usually is there's a potential that you know there'll be a younger guy filling in. Um how do you use your experience with this team? and as a footballer to kind of guide him along through through this next few matches?
9: I think it's even more because you mentioned Miles and, and Bello, I think, you know, Brad as well, he's our captain and he's one of the biggest voices we have in the team. So again, as long as I'm here, I'm going to make sure I step up as much as I can off the field and on it as well. So, again, I want my best for, for the club. I want my best for my friends. So whoever comes in, all in it together. That was the chat we sat down and had when you know Gaffer first came in and we got we got goals we need to achieve and again the season's not over. few results, pick up some momentum and you know we can get our heads up again. But we need to just get back to basics right
3: now so. Okay. Uh Anton walks in Chicago after Atlanta United's three 0 loss to Chicago fire tonight. You know, we talked to Anton yesterday on the AT and t countdown the kickoff. It's like you're close. And he said yeah And it felt like coming into tonight, Atlanta United was close. And I thought for the first 30 minutes tonight, it felt like, again, they're close. That's why I'm so surprised that uh, the reaction after the first goal was as negative as it was. I would have thought there would have been uh, maybe a tiny bit more self-belief tonight than what was shown.
4: That's the issue when you're missing players like Joseph Martinez, who have a lot of personality in the group. Santiago Sosa, who has a a lot of personality on the field and is vital. You didn't have that tonight. I mean, Anton Walks has a lot of personality, and I think he is a leader, and he's going to need to be with Brad Kazan. That's a really good point from Anton that we just heard. You know, one of the the biggest voices in this team is going to be away. We can talk about Miles. We can talk about Bello and Barco. But missing Brad Kazan, who will be that captain? Who will be that big voice? I think Anton Walks is going to need to be but you needed somebody in the middle of the field where things felt like they were kind of falling apart. And you didn't have that tonight. You had Mo Adams, who's finding his way back into the team, getting his feet underneath him. You had Tyler Wolf, who's 18 years old. And you had Ezekiel Barco, who was getting double teamed consistently because there was nothing else.
3: I also wonder if that, that leadership voice needs to be more positive. I, I, don't, know I, what, yeah, I don't know what this I totally team agree. needs right now. Um it felt like to me that some of the body language, especially after the first goal, was not positive, that it was rather negative. And I don't know. I mean and, and I, I think Doug Robertson uh, said something during the press conference that is no, we're there. We don't get to see these guys train. right We, we do not get to see these guys train. Our access to the players is, uh, you know due to COVID, very, very limited right now. Um, so I, I don't know what the answer is, but th- that is just one thing in passing that I noticed um, is that maybe just the tone needs to be a little more. Po- I think Heinze is trying to sound as positive a tone as possible. Even saw when they were down three mm-hmm. nil uh, Heinze really applauding some of the movement by Wolf, some of the uh, movement by Choll. Um So I'm not saying it's Heinze. I'm wondering, yeah, if no. it, it might be from the playing group where it just – the, the rhetoric needs to be a little more positive. I could be wrong.
4: That's too. what's weird about it is I think Gabriel Heinze has gone out of his way to be positive. I think he is, is trying very hard to keep it positive and keep players motivated. And I don't know where the reaction tonight comes from. It's very frustrating because it felt like Atlanta United was growing into the game before the deflected first goal. And they didn't find that kind of positivity in their play, again, until they were 3-0 down and a lot of fresh faces had come on.
3: Okay, uh, let's get to the highlights. The three goals, two in the first half by Aliceta, one in the second half by Frankowski. And and this, I, I don't think it should have been the backbreaker tonight, but it kind of was in the 34th minute. Aliceta off an awkward deflection by Mo Adams to make it 1-0 Chicago. Near steal by Robinson as Chicago tries to work their way down the far touchline. Here is a throw that's sent into Perbers Herbers now on the left side. He will drop it back to Frankowski. Back further to the edge of center circle to Madron. Madron now dribbling around Adams to the top of the 18. Square to Alisada. A shot off the crossbar and in. And Chicago has taken the 1-0 lead here in the 34th minute. It is possible that Alisada's shot may have gone in anyway but the Adams deflection made it impossible for Brad to make a play on the ball.
4: Yeah, it did. Uh, it, Brad's moving one way, and the deflection takes it into the other side of the goal. It absolutely changed it. That's what's so frustrating about it, is it felt like Atlanta was building in the five minutes before. I mean, don't get me wrong. Atlanta didn't dominate the, the first part of the game up until that point. It felt like they were growing into it up to that point. And the deflected goal, they didn't recover. They, they didn't recover until it's 3-0 down, and a lot of new players came on to give new life to it. That's not acceptable in a game like this. Knowing who's about to leave, knowing what the last few results have been, that reaction or lack of a reaction is not acceptable at that point. Then a weird sequence at the
3: end of the first half. Uh, The referee, Baltimore Toledo, indicated that he would play four added minutes. Then there was an injury right at the end of that four-minute period to Johan Kappelhoff. And then I don't think Kappelhoff was down for more than maybe 60 to 90 seconds, but Toledo played another two minutes, and Atlanta United, right at the death of the first half, got burned for it. It's thrown into the... Near corner, and now Mo Adams drags down his man. No foul. Please blow for halftime. This match has not been very fun to watch. Oh, here's a steal. Back the other way, Chicago. Aliceta, top of the 18. Shot. Score. Incredible. Atlanta United lets Aliceta dribble right to the 18. Take the shot, and Chicago leads 2 0. I don't like the added time, but I really don't like the giveaway.
4: No, the giveaway wasn't necessary. At that point, just hold it and get to halftime, one-nil down. It, it was a, a forced big switch that Chicago was able to pounce on. The, the deflection, winning the, the long ball, ends up falling into the path of Alasada, and he buries it. He buried it. But Atlanta United's got to be smart there. You're reeling a bit at that point. Get to the locker room, one-nil down.
3: Then in the second half, we thought, okay, it's going to be a gut check for Atlanta United. Uh What are they going to show us here? Down 2-0 on the road. It felt like the match may have been winnable at that point. And it felt like they controlled the first 15 minutes or so of the second half. So this goal by Stanislav Frankovsky to make it 3-0 Chicago felt like it was a little bit against the run of play. Walks now on the edge of the defensive third. Takes a touch, another touch, and plays a long diagonal down the center of the park that's headed away by Aliceta from Kubo Torres. Aliceta then on a 1-2 combination, sends it ahead to Herberts. Chicago countering straight down the middle. Walks trying to get back on his mark, walking on and shooting and scoring is Shemeslaw Frankowski, and Chicago has a third. Did- Starting to run out of things to say about this performance tonight. Did- and I was apparently interrupting you. Do you remember what you
4: wanted to say? Uh, probably trying to figure out how that happened at that point where you do need that response, a- and it wasn't coming. And that's the frustrating thing, is it 2-0 down to the Chicago Fire with the season that the Fire have had, it was a winnable game at that point. I don't know if that group had that same belief at that point. And that's the scary thing, is this is a team that tonight should have put up a better performance. Even with the absences, we know who they are. We can go through all that. They should have put up a better performance against the Chicago team that has been struggling. They responded to their struggles, and, look, Atlanta just didn't.
3: Hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna For over 20 years, scanna Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Okay, we're going to take your questions and your comments after this. Send them in at Mike Conti, 929 929- and at Longshoe, more of the full-time report in a moment as Atlanta United falls to Chicago tonight, 3 0 on the new Star ninety-four.
2: Back, 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 back to the full-time report on
3: Star ninety-four-one. All right, so uh, Atlanta United falls to Chicago Fire tonight, 3 0 The Hawks have lost to the Bucks, one eighteen to one o seven. The Hawk season comes to an end tonight. Uh, post-game coverage now on Sports Radio 92.9, The game. Uh, if you want to listen in to that. I can tell you that for every Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total, currently $6,000. Okay, Uh, taking your questions and comments on Twitter, and you can send them in at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. Let me see if I can find a few that we can read here jason
4: um, <laughs> i've got one we can start with go ahead you first uh patrick williams sent this one to me uh can we not find a field player to give the armband to just feel like we need somebody besides a goalkeeper it's not I, a knock I, on on th- brad kazan no that that's a good point and and my question back to patrick and i don't really know what the answer will be i'm wondering who the captain will be for the next few weeks
3: yeah uh well let, let's think about it um Wouldn't mind seeing Brooks Lennon get that opportunity. Right. Would not mind seeing Anton Walks get that opportunity. I'm
4: really starting to like that possibility.
3: Um, Those would be my two choices just off the top of my head. I think if Santi Sosa came back anywhere in this span of time, he'd be a candidate.
4: Yeah. But I
3: I would probably go with Walks or Lennon.
4: I would go with Walks. I don't want to put that on Sosa right now at his age and in his first real, like, first – Full season with a first team, he needs to focus on his game. Uh, Walks, I think, is taking on some of the leadership with this group. Uh, Brooks as well, but yeah, I think Anton might be the 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 guy who wears the armband here for the next few weeks.
3: Uh, Will Larky, please tell me something, anything that gives me hope, even
4: for the future. You've got a lot of young players who are going to get a lot of time on the field over these next few weeks, and. I was pretty pleased with what we saw from them today. Um, I'm really curious with the injuries and and a few of those being week to week, if we see any additions from Atlanta United too. Because there are some players who have played a lot of minutes there who are, are in a bit of a rhythm and might be able to step up and contribute. And there is a little bit of roster space to be able to work with in that regard, especially players coming up from the twos that would need to be signed. Aiden McFadden would be one who has started off his professional career scoring a lot of goals, but also showing a little bit of that spark that is is needed with this group. And he's trained with them, and he's a known quantity. Could he be a possibility? Tyler Wolf is going to have opportunities in front of him. Machope Chole, probably Jackson Conway as well. You know, these guys are going to have to get that time and show. I'm excited to see what that group can do. Need Sosa back for sure because I want to see what he can do in this situation where – He's going to have some more expectations. He's going to have some more responsibility. Can he rise to the occasion? Joe Johnstone submits that Machope Chole should have been our man of the match tonight. If he had started and played more minutes, I, I would have been okay with that. I, I thought Tyler Wolf put up a, a good gutsy performance when you needed some guts in, in this team, and there, there weren't enough on display. Uh, I thought Tyler Wolf taking on some things that he probably has very little experience doing. Helping to build up out of the back and dropping between the center backs, that's not something a forward's really comfortable doing. And that's what he's been up until this year. He's taking on the role of playing as a central midfielder and and starting to get it. And I think that deserved a shout-out on a night like tonight where in the second half, for a long part of it, Tyler Wolf was really the only bright spot. All right, kind of companion comments here from Kevin and
3: from Matt Wagner. Kevin says, other teams have missing players and injuries. The totality of talent on our squad is below league average. It is what it is. I don't expect any different results unless major player turnover happens this summer. Matt wants to know, he says he thinks the front office needs to address this matter promptly, so what is the first priority to get us back on track?
4: I have to... Put a comment out there, and look, people don't want to hear anything like this right now, and uh, I'm sorry, but these are facts by reported sources. You can look at TransferMarkt, which is a a good representation of values of rosters and players.
3: Completely neutral from a third party from outside this continent, I believe. Yeah, I feel
4: like they undervalue MLS to a degree, but they're starting to get closer to it. Atlanta United's roster value is nowhere near under the rest of the league. It's one of the highest roster values. So I think at some point, with all of the conversations about that, about they don't have enough talent, they don't have enough talent, well, somebody's rating them as having talent, and it's an independent source doing it. And they're pretty well on when it comes to transfers for players in and out of the league. If they're valued at this much and the performances are not matching it, why is that the front office's fault? That's the part that I need an answer to because there are players who are not performing up to that level consistently. And, yes, Ezekiel Barco is one. And Ezekiel Barco is one that a lot of people jump on, and I get it. He has not performed at his value in that. He hasn't been healthy enough consistently to be able to do that, and that's part of it. And you ask him to step up in a game like today, and, look, he did it at the very end when he became a 6, but... He needed Ezekiel Barco to show you more. There are other players, too. The, the talent on the roster I don't think is the issue. Yes, other teams have had issues with injuries. There's no denying that Chicago tonight did, and Chicago found a way to get through it. There's a lot of things that just feel weird about the response we saw tonight, and that's the part that we don't have a good grip of because, again, we're not seeing training sessions. We're looking at it from the outside. We're not even in the building tonight, so we're not seeing all the stuff off the ball. But that response worries me a bit because it didn't really fit the situation on a night where you know you're going to be missing four key players after this going away with their national teams. And there wasn't a lot of fight after falling down 1-0, let alone 2-0. It was 3-0 where you started to see it, and it was coming from the kids. That's not good. I can't figure it out.
3: I, I, I can't either. I, I can't figure I, it out, I, and and I don't know what the answer. I mean, a lot of people are asking us, "What's the answer?" I, I don't know if there is a clear answer right now. I, I don't know if there's a clear answer that can be addressed in the summer transfer window. I, it, it 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 just feels like there's something more than just personnel right now that's affecting this team. Uh, when I say that, I mean it a lot. It, certainly bad luck with the injuries. I mean, it's some of the stuff you can't yeah. control. Um, it, it's just it, – it feels like everything that is not in Atlanta United's control right now has gone against them, and the stuff they can control, they have not executed right. at the um, the high level that they need to yet. I think no. it's also a demonstration, too, of how good the league is. It is. A- and I get very frustrated um, when, when people – I guess have this notion that uh, no one else in the league is good and Atlanta United should not be dropping matches to other teams in this league. This league is good. There's a very narrow margin right now in the Eastern Conference between 1st and 14th. We saw the the last place team in the East tonight score three goals on Atlanta United. Mm -hmm. So don't demean the league by making that assumption. No, it's what I'm saying.
4: It's a difficult league, and it's a league that takes some getting used to. And Gabriel Heinze is getting used to it. He's learning – the league, he's learning the players in the league. He's learning a different kind of player. I mean, that that's another element here, too, that when you talk about it needing time, that is a factor. Gabriel Heinze is managed in Argentina with a second division team that he won the title with and Vela Sarsfield, which is a, a big club, but not expected to win trophies year after year. He's dealing with American players who've come up in a very different way than the young Argentine players that he's probably more used to. That takes some getting used to on both sides. And a lot of talk about training sessions tonight, a lot of talk about tactics and, and what he's asking them to do and should he change. It is something where it was not a surprise that this team was going to play in this way. We talked about it all off season When it was a rumor that Gabriel Heinze was in the running for the job, we started talking about the way they play the way they want the ball back, the way they want the ball, and they'll fight to get it back, the way that they will defend, which is on the edge because they want to get as many numbers forward as possible. We talked about how it was going to take time. All of those things are not surprises. So the way they're playing and what's going on is not a surprise to anybody in the club because that's who you hired. So he needs to get used to the league. The players need to get used to him. The performances have to be better. Because the, the difference, I think, between a Argentinos Juniors, who was in the second division and expected to win, but it's in the second division, and a Velisarsfield who wants to win but isn't expected to win every match, the difference between those clubs and Atlanta United is there is an expectation of winning every time out. Whether that's realistic or not, that is the expectation, and that's what we're seeing right now after a, a very difficult year for everybody involved. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lack of patience. And and that's something that is all bubbling around right now. Mm -hmm. And it has to be figured out by not just the coaching staff, but the locker room of players as well. It's not one or the other. I think it's all of the above right now. And they have to work through this as a group connected well, it's not going to get any easier because you're playing
3: Nashville Thursday night, and uh, they got a clean sheet win over Philadelphia tonight. So uh, Thursday, it'll be Atlanta United up in Nashville, and we'll have a preview of that match right after this as Atlanta United falls to Chicago Fire tonight, 3-0 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
2: Back with more full-time report on Star ninety four one.
3: All right, so uh, Atlanta United falls to Chicago Fire tonight, three nil, and no rest for the weary because of the Gold Cup. Now you have Bello, and hopefully he's not hurt. He did have to come off uh, late in the match after. I'm still not exactly sure what happened to him. I, I know he fell into the ad hoardings. What what happened leading up to that? Uh, I really have no idea. But Bello, uh, Guzan, Miles Robinson now off to the Gold Cup. Barco off to the Olympics. Uh, Franco Ibarra, Jürgen Dahm, Santiago Sosa, possibly Joseph Martinez, all possibly to likely out for Thursday's match in Nashville. So Heinze is going to have to be really creative now with his lineups. But uh, this is not going to be easy for Atlanta United. Nashville's going to have guys out too. They're going to have guys out too. Walker Zimmerman among them. He's going to play for the U.S. Four national team. Four starters will be out for them. Unfortunately, nine starters might be out for well, Atlanta United that's true. right now. Uh,
4: but Zimmerman, Leal, uh, Alistair Johnston, all away. Anibal Godoy also. That's your four starters away with Nashville yeah. for the Gold Cup. So,
3: I mean, it's that's the kind of match that's going to be Thursday night at Nissan Stadium. But Atlanta United just desperately needs a win right now. I do feel like if they were to get a win, that would be probably lighten things up a little bit right now for this very frustrated group
4: yeah they 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 need something to to rally around and they they need some performances to rally around And, and I think it's gonna be really looking at some players in these spots because as you tweeted out before the game Sosa and Franco out with lower body injuries they're week to week that doesn't sound good for Thursday Jurgen Dom, Mateo Sosetu, out week to week. That doesn't sound good for Thursday. Ibarra, out two to four weeks. That doesn't that, – that, that's out for Thursday. Joseph is a fitness issue. Joseph Martinez came back from Copa America. He was nowhere near fit because he didn't participate in any games for a couple of weeks during the tournament that Venezuela played Four. He wasn't part of any of that. We don't know really if he was able to train much at all before the last game when it looked like he rejoined the team. They they were able tonight to get a little bit of rest for Marcelino Moreno and bring him on in the second half. So he'll be fresher on Thursday because it's going to be Moreno and a lot of untested players in the attack that are going to have to carry this right now for Atlanta United.
3: Hopefully the way that Moreno was load managed tonight will help a little bit to keep him fresh for Thursday. One thing we do know, Jason and Miller and myself, we're going to be in Nashville Thursday night. We're finally getting back on the road after COVID took a year's worth of road matches away from us. Really do appreciate Jason Kirksey, uh, Chris Winkler, and Atlanta United staff for uh, uh, advocating for us to get back on the road as quickly as possible, and, of course, our sponsors with AT&T. So we'll be with you from Nashville. Hawks lost tonight, so that game will be on uh, 92.9, the game, pre-game or pre-match, excuse me, 8 o'clock on Thursday, and 8.30 will be the kickoff, and we hope you will join us for that. Hopefully brighter days ahead for Atlanta United. They lose 3-0 tonight to Chicago Fire. For producer Dylan Matthews, our engineer Miller Pope, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. We'll see you Thursday night from Nashville as Atlanta United loses tonight 3-0 to Chicago.
0: You've been listening to MLS action of our Atlanta United. Tune Atlanta. in for complete match day coverage all season long.
3: Our Atlanta
2: United are brought to you by Equifax, The Home Depot, Mercedes-Benz, AT&T, Piedmont Healthcare, and Country Financial. You've been listening to a special presentation of Atlanta United on Star ninety four one.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.